Hi, and welcome to the Scopio's audiobook, The Year Time Stopped. Each week, we will be launching new episodes from each chapter of the book, and each week you will hear mind-blowing interviews, as well as get to know the artist behind the amazing pictures and stories featured in the book. Chapter 7, Living in Isolation. Self-isolation, quarantine, lockdown, are some of the words you may have had some alien, far-off association with before 2020. But they soon became a way of life. The images in this chapter reveal what it was like to be alone, and this was a new type of being alone. Although we may have been constantly surrounded by stimuli if we were constantly connected, when we looked away from our screens, there was nobody there. Waves of collective uneasiness flowed, People looked inwards. The images in this section depict the shared feelings, the boredom of being home, staring down the barrel of alienation, and the grief and the loss on both a mass scale and a personal level. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into the interviews from artists featured in the chapter. During the summer of 2020, my dear friend Arlo reached out to me and shared his self-discovery that he is a trans man. A few months later, he asked me to document his transition. Arlo and I have been friends since college and have a deep understanding of each other as people and of each other's artistic practices. For this project, we are collaborating. I am photographing him and he is writing reflective responses to my images. Here's an excerpt from one of his passages. There had always been this deep nagging feeling inside of me that something was wrong. It was like life was a simulation with a very specific rule book and I had been given the rules to an, another game entirely. I never understood why I felt this way, only that I did and it was awful. Once the pandemic hit, I, like many other people, was forced from routine and stuck at home. That's when I first realized that my name was a problem. I didn't identify with my birth name. I felt uncomfortable. It felt like my name had been internally associated with some form of trouble. I was anxious and distraught at the thought of using my birth name, but equally distraught about using anything else. This was disturbing to me and did not feel normal. I spoke to a friend about the matter and he revealed to me that what I was feeling was not nameless. It was dysphoria. As a trans man, he was no stranger to dysphoria, and he began to tell me about his own experiences. It hit me like a punch to the gut. Everything he was describing, all of it, was my life growing up and even now. It whispered a horrifying truth. I had been trans all along and had tried to convince myself otherwise as a form of protection. Everything I had told myself, all those carefully crafted excuses came unraveled as lies. At first, I felt a great sense of grief in my confusion. I kept questioning myself and trying to make more excuses. When I first told myself I am a boy and gave myself permission to be transgender, I felt an enormous amount of relief. Hi, I'm Jenna Patrone. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a photographer. Uh, I am Arlo, uh, my pronouns are he, him, his, and I am a freelance artist and elementary and middle school art teacher. And uh, so tell me, how do you folks know each other? Well, we met under the safe lights of a dark room. 
during my freshman year and his sophomore year of college at Cazenovia. And um, I almost exposed his prints because I had no idea what I was doing in the dark room. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember her like coming in and she was about to like open up and um, I can't even remember what the machine is called at this point because it's been so long. Um, but we were trying to um, open it and I was like, no, wait. <laughs> so I had to like go over and like show her how to kind of work like the finer details of the machine and um, we've been kind of been friends ever since. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how we started hanging out. Oh wait, actually it just came to me. Um, you were doing a lot of photo shoots in abandoned buildings yes. and you're asking the class <laughs> who wants to come with me and I said me. I'm not sure if we ever um, followed through with that but it was, I think that's what started us talking, which I, was worth it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we might have gone to like one um, down by um, that trail on Casanova. Oh, that's yeah, that was that local. Thing. It was local, yeah. But that was in my more deviant years when I used to go into abandoned buildings and take photographs and needed a buddy. So Jenna was my adventure buddy. Yeah. So, go like knock on her door and just be like hey we're going on an adventure today <laughs> like what no nice but, yeah <laughs> sweet sweet um so tell me about um the photo you took jenna what's the story behind it actually i think we it might be better to start with how you told me about um how you were coming out to me and that was back in august of 2020 and we haven't seen each other for a couple of years because life is crazy plus a <laughs> pandemic <laughs> um but i just received a text from arlo one day and he very casually it seemed like was like hey i'm actually transition transitioning and um my new name is arlo and you know and i'm like amazing i'm so excited for you and he then i think through a phone conversation asked me to both, like document his transition process which i was humbled to do um because i was also like feeling everything in 2020 there was a lot going on and i had zero motivation and i think that um you really helped spark that piece of creativity i was missing and do you want to add anything before i go into the specifics of the photograph um jenna was actually one of the first people that i came out and told um jenna and i have always been pretty close so um jenna knows like all my deepest darkest secrets um and I was just really comfortable like coming out to Jenna, which is probably why it was so casual because I already knew that you were going to be like okay with it. Um, but it was definitely not that way for everybody, but I was really excited to be able to like work with you again on a, on a project because it had been so long since we had like actually sat down and like done photographs together. Um, and actually, I don't know if we should go into it now, but um, it was so organic slipping back into that. Yeah, in college we did collaborate on a lot of projects together and I'll, it was just, he made me feel comfortable in front of the camera. I think I made you feel comfortable in front of it. And there was like a lot of moments where we do new chess together in the middle of the woods, maybe in the winter. Um, yes. Yeah, so we have that kind of history. But that also just, you know, made our, you know, creative conversation and the way we're communicating with each other on the, the day I went to go photograph you again, that much more organic. Um, and we were just reminiscing on that day and not 
particular photograph because I, the moment I took it, I knew it was my favorite of that day. And it was because it conveys so much and it was at the beginning of the transition and he was still not comfortable in his body. I'm talking for you. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but you, you can kind of tell because there's this, there's a strong sense of confidence coming out of him in the photo, but also through the body language, a sense of sadness. Um, and you know, you can tell that exactly what he's feeling through those images. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I approach that. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is definitely a hard photograph. Um, like that entire like transition period was kind of awkward because like I had come out like mentally and like socially I had started like transitioning, but I hadn't started testosterone yet. And I still had like breasts and like very like feminine traits. And it was so uncomfortable to like finally realize that like everything that I had been feeling, like all that discomfort was like dysphoria and then not being able to like do anything about it at that point in time. So like I used to be super okay with just like being naked in front of people. I was like an art model for a long time. One of my first art model gigs was like me literally being naked in front of a room of people on a ladder. So like I was not uncomfortable like being naked, but like even undressing for Jenna, who I had been with multiple naked photo shoots before in the past, and it was never a problem. I was like uncomfortable kind of like revealing myself because like it wasn't me and I knew it wasn't me at that point. So it like, while it was like very organic getting back in and I still like love working with Jenna and everything, there, there was like a sense of kind of like discomfort during the entire thing because it was just like this, I, I don't belong in this body. This is not like how cool I'm supposed to be. Um, so I, I know that it definitely like, comes out in the photographs because like, the body language and everything just kind of says it, but, um, mm -hmm. I photographed him again, um, shortly after his top surgery, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe a month. And it was such a stark difference between the two photographs. Um, just you finally being able to show yourself off, <laughs> you know, like this is who I am instead of coming to realization that this isn't your body. And then I don't know, it was such a beautiful transition in my opinion. Yeah, and actually, like that, that came through so quick. Um, most of the time, people, um, it, it seems to take a while for people to like get like the top surgery done. At least that's been my experience talking to other trans individuals. But for me, I was on T for like, I don't know, like four months at that point, and then like randomly ended up getting like a top surgery appointment, which I was simultaneously extremely excited about, but also very nervous because I was like, okay, well, what if I don't like this change? And I kept trying to remind myself, like, you literally have never liked your breasts ever. Like even before you like realize that you're a guy, you always had a problem with them. I used to refer to them as my heartbeat boobs because they never like fully developed. So they were just like these random cones and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but so I was always like super uncomfortable with them. Um, but then after getting the top surgery, um, which again, like right up to the last second, I was like, well, maybe I can just, you know, not do this and everything. But I kind of forced myself to go through it because every single time I've done anything as part of this transition, um, I always felt so good afterwards. So I went ahead and did it. And the first time that the compression vest came off, which was like having a pillow stuffed up my shirt as a child, it was this thing I had to wear to keep everything kind of flat. 
Um, but the first time that came off and I saw myself like without like anything being there, like there was just like a genuine smile that just like plastered itself on my face and I could like feel it like spreading. I was just like really happy looking at myself, which is new because normally when I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I'm just like, oh God. But like I was genuinely excited and I think I texted you. Probably. Um, but I was so, so excited to like finally be rid of like this and then like once the testosterone like started like actually doing like some of the physical changes and my voice dropping and everything, I was like literally the happiest person. I was so excited to actually like, I realized it was like what I had been missing the entire time. Cause I had always like been uncomfortable. Um, but then like, that was just like the missing piece. And it was just like, Oh my God, this is who I am. This is really exciting. So. How do you feel about that photo now? Just looking at it. Um, and, you know, knowing that a lot of people are going to see it. Um, I think for me, it's part of me is a little uncomfortable because they're seeing somebody who I'm not anymore. But at the same time, I feel like it's also kind of, um, inspiring. Um, and it like might be helpful for like other people to kind of discover who they are. Um, I know that for me, it was really difficult um, when I first like started like realizing that I was a trans man because like I didn't even know that trans guys existed. Like I didn't know that this was a thing um, because there's not really a lot of representation in like media or anything of like um, female to male um, like trans individuals. It's usually um, like male to female which I was familiar with and I, for whatever reason, like that was like what I'd always like kind of associated the term with. So um, I think that like having like that representation out there for people to like see that like might have people look at themselves and be like, oh, hey, like that, that's me. Um, and maybe it won't take them until they're like 30 years old to figure it out. Um, but so for me, it's, it's, it's simultaneously uncomfortable, but also exciting. What about you, Jenna? What do you, you know, as the person who took the photo and, mm -hmm. and you know, telling someone's story through that photo, um, how do you feel about um, it being, you know, on a medium where a lot of people see and what story are you hoping to tell through it? Yeah, well, I'm just excited to have this opportunity. My work has never been published in that way before. Um, and. I actually do consider this project collaborative with Arlo, um, just because I wouldn't have done it or explored this specific topic without him. Um, but yeah, I'm just really humbled. And I, as Harlow already said, it's going to be nice to have more representation like this in the media, um, especially printed media, and you know, really hoping it benefits someone in the future. What do you feel in general for generally LGBTQ issues, um, mm -hmm. trans issues, uh, rights? How, how do you feel like, what do you feel, there, what would you like to see in photography uh, representation for, you know, uh, the community as a photographer? Yeah, um, obviously the stories are very underrepresented, especially thinking about considering what's in the news these days. And it's scary to see that sometimes it feels like we haven't progressed that much. Um, but what would be truly amazing is just having it 
be a part of everyday conversation, you know, about like seeing art every day that can be related to LGBTQ issues and trans issues and, you know, shedding light on those bisexuals <laughs> and, you know, making it normalized because right now there's a real, you know, lack of education around, around who we are as people. And, you know, sometimes it hits really close to home. Like sometimes family members won't be, won't be there supporting you, um, no matter who you are. And if they grew up in a different time or paid attention to, you know, really paid attention to what's going on, they would have a completely different outlook. I guess Arlo, uh, how is it like, um, you know, looking at that photo, it looks, it looks like, you know, you're in your home and, and there's a lot of things like internal conflicts that you're going through. Obviously, the transition being one of them and being in the pandemic uh, at home. How did you feel like me- like your mental health that time? How was it? How was the pandemic like for you in the beginning? Um, I mean, it was definitely difficult. Um, I've never been like a super social person. So like that aspect of it, like wasn't that difficult for me. But like, I remember like. I, I discovered that I was trans after speaking with um, like another trans friend of mine. Um, I had mentioned that like my birth name made me really uncomfortable. And um, after like hearing some of his experiences, um, suddenly realized that like literally he was describing everything about me. And then I remember like when I first figured out that I was like trans and that I had been like kind of lying to myself. Um, And I know that this isn't, like, the experience for everyone, but for me, like, at first, I was, like, really upset. Like, there was, like, a lot of, like, grief. Like, I didn't want to be trans, and I, like, wished I could just be, like, comfortable in my own body, like, without having to go through this, because, like, I already knew, like, everything that, like, was going on in the world with, like, people not being accepting of, like, trans individuals. And it was really rough for like about like a day or so, but like after I kind of, the way I put it is I like gave myself permission to just be like who I am. And there was like just this enormous sense of like relief that kind of came with that. And um, it was really hard because I was really excited. Like once I like finally like let myself be who I was, I was so excited to like just tell everybody, but then like you couldn't because like we couldn't like meet with each other. So that was kind of frustrating because I felt like really isolated, but then like being able to like talk with like Jenna and everything and like over the phone and like texting and like doing like arranged like meetings, like where we were like safely interacting. that definitely like helped me like feel a lot better and like not everybody was like fully on board with me transitioning either like I know like my mother like in particular was really um not supportive um yeah um so I mean that was really difficult kind of seeing like from like half of my family like not wanting to like it, it literally exactly what I was afraid of happening was like happening with that Um, but so like my mental health was kind of like all over the place because it was just like, I was happy, but at the same time I was like feeling like frustrated and like sad. And then it was like this isolation happening and 
trying to like get on testosterone and getting like doctor's appointments and stuff to like actually fully transition was really difficult because like doctors kept like closing down and like things kept changing around and it but it seemed to progress relatively smoothly surprisingly once I kind of figured out like the steps that I needed to take to move forward and um actually Jenna kind of helped me along with this um I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, when I first like was thinking about transitioning and told Jenna, um, I was really nervous and was still kind of like waffling back and forth about whether or not I was actually going to go through with the transition. And I was like really unsure, but I had already told Jenna I was going to and asked Jenna to document me at that point. So I was kind of like, well, now I kind of have to. But then Jenna calls me up one day and she goes, Oh yeah, by the way, I sold all my old camera stuff and bought this new camera so that I could document the transition. And then I'm over there like, oh God, now I have to do it because I can't like just back out of that now. Um, so Jenna actually was like the final push for me to really go through with the um, transition and actually get on the testosterone. Completely intentional. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, do you want to talk about how your mental health has changed drastically since you've been on tea? Yeah, um, so actually I used to be like chihuahua levels of like anxiety ridden. <laughs> like, no, I, I explained that way. Yeah, I mean, I was like anxious about everything. Um, I like worried about everything. I had severe emotional swings that would like, I would go from like zero to 60 in like seconds, like laughing to crying. Like it, it was like, I was a hot mess. Um, and again, like with the worrying about everything, like me worrying about transitioning and then like getting kind of pushed to do it. Um, that was like more of like the same kind of anxiety, but after going on testosterone, um, within the first couple of weeks, there was like an immediate, like drastic change in the way that I processed things and the way that I felt. It was almost like my body had been like waiting for like the testosterone and then it finally got it and was like, because like, I suddenly could process my emotions. Like they weren't like huge roller coaster swings anymore that like felt like physical pain. It was like kind of blunted, but like in a good way. Like I could sit and like kind of step back and just be like, okay, this is what's happening. This is why I'm irritated. You're hungry. You don't need to like have a meltdown about it. Um, and being able to do that like rationalization is like was so important for me and then like my anxiety level is like, I still get anxious sometimes, but it doesn't like ruin my day like it did before. Like everything would come screeching to a halt and I like couldn't do anything because I would go into like paralysis mode. But now like being on testosterone, I don't get like those like really heavy swings anymore. So I'm actually able to like function as like a person, which has been amazing. Um, and then also just like my general mood has just been like much better. Like, especially once my voice started dropping, that was like the best day of my life. I remember when I dropped like half a note and I like, I think I called you and I'm like, Jenna, my voice is dropping. <laughs> I was so excited. You could barely tell, but like, I was just very excited. Um, actually, I still think I have those uh, video recordings of yeah. my voice changing throughout. Oh, yeah. amazing. Okay, so in order to start this project, I mean, 
it was during the pandemic and I was still actively hiding from COVID um, and not going on trains and not socializing with people indoors. So it was a challenge to figure out how we're going to approach this project. And what we started with was um, weekly Zoom calls uh, right after you started tea, I think. Yeah. So I would witness his changes weekly. And it was incredible because I, I consider us growing up together because, you know, when you go to college and then you leave, <laughs> like that's a very big phase in our lives that like, you know, we're really becoming who we are as people. Um, you still had a lot of growing to do, I mean, I did too, but in different <laughs> it's ways. True. It's true. Um, so, you know, being able to see that even through a video call was an honor. Um, and I would just take screenshots of our conversations every week. I wouldn't even post him. I would just, just <laughs> take the screenshots while he's talking because he was literally just lighting up. And I also could tell like these mental transitions were happening on his end because he just looked and felt and his energy was so much lighter. And, you know, I even, I lived with Arlo, like I, I I've seen, <laughs> I've seen you go through a lot of struggles in person and it was very tough to navigate for the both of us. So yeah. it, it just felt like not only were you coming to be yourself, but you were also feeling better about everything. Um, it was amazing. And when we weren't doing calls, um, I would bike, what is it, like 12 miles out <laughs> to... Um, <laughs> No, it was longer than that. It was like a total of 18 miles to and from your house in, um, <laughs> in Forest Hills. So I would bike to his place, again, avoiding every human being on the train um, to photograph him for maybe two hours. But in those two hours, again, very conversational. We'd just be catching up, but also we're exploring a new Arlo, you know? We were, <laughs> yeah. like, we were exploring your body <laughs> yeah. and your mind. Um, there's a lot of photos too, I've taken them through mirrors or, you know, at, at different angles of which you might not have seen yourself in yet. Um, I think we only did two photo shoots a person. Yeah. Um, maybe three, but yeah, a huge change between, between the first time with you and, you know, finding yourself yeah. um, and then revealing, revealing yourself in front of me, but then the second time I went to photograph you, top surgery is done, you're lighting up, like 4th of July. Um, that was beautiful. But yeah, that's how we approached it during these times. And in the future, now like we can wear mics and backs, we can sit next to each yes. other, have a conversation, <laughs> no masks involved. But um, I would like to photograph him um, similarly to what we did in college, like bring him out to the middle of the woods, you know, see what we can we can do with you know your new your new self your new body your new comfort level um also photographing you and your dad which i think is going to be really important yeah. um oh my god the interactions are going to be so cute <laughs> and my so wholesome yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so i'm excited for that all right i hope you enjoyed that last episode and learned something new don't forget to tune in to the next episode to see what other crazy, incredible, creative, and empowering lessons you can learn from the photos in this book. <laughs>